Legal Experts, a podcast series from Radio Verulam in association with Stowe Family Law. In episode 7, Claire McParland talks to Phil Richards about helping relatives with wills, home ownership questions and when engagements go wrong. Now, our monthly visit with uh, Claire McParland uh, on the phone uh, to Stowe Family Law. Good morning. Good morning. How's things? All right? Very good, thank you. How, how about you? Pretty good, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's dive straight in. Now, um, some slightly quite unusual ones uh, today, I believe. And uh, gosh, you know, we do get the variety, which is amazing. I recently did a will with my dying sister-in-law, but her son has contested it and it's been thrown out due to ill health. I need to know um, where I stand, if I can be held to, to account on this. Uh, might I get into trouble, as the will would have benefited my side of the family? Right. Well, it's important when anyone does a will that they do it of their own free will, that they're not enticed or under any duress. It is hard to prove duress, but you, you generally shouldn't draft a will for someone when you are going to be the beneficiary, as this can look suspicious. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's invalid. Um, if the will were found to be invalid, there can be criminal and civil sanctions. Um, but it's not necessarily the case. I would just advise seeking some expert advice um, as to the validity of the will um, and if there were any sanctions. And presumably it's best to uh, leave it uh, at that point rather than argue any further. Absolutely, yeah. Take advice first. Yeah. OK. I recently purchased a house and I've invited my mother to live with me. Uh, she does the cooking and the washing, but I pay the bills. Are there any implications I should be aware of regarding protecting my investments? Well, generally, if if her name wasn't on the title deeds, the mother's name, um, then there's no you know right to occupy the property. Um, but if there were to be some sort of dispute over ownership in the future, there were there are some legal steps that the mother could take um, to ensure that she has a claim or an, an interest to stay in the home. Um, and she can do that by showing she's got a beneficial interest in the property. So if she's made any contributions in it or if there was an intention that she was to um, have an interest and she could also apply for something called an occupation order to give her temporary rights to stay in the home. Um, I would say it's better to define the mother's interest in a written agreement to avoid any disputes in the future. Um, but again, expert advice really should be taken before drafting anything like that. Yeah. It can be quite complicated. It's, it's the same thing then as with a uh, sort of, you know, cohabiting uh, situation then, is it? Very similar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I guess the thought here is if uh, this is a relatively uh, young person, they might decide to get married and then things change. You might not want your mother to live with you anymore and it might get awkward. Absolutely. It's just better to have it in writing, but just seek advice first before you, you actually draft anything is all I would suggest. Right, so advice from uh, Stowe Family Laws, uh, Claire McParland, with us this morning on Radio Verulam. My wife and I live in a house which is co-owned by her and her ex-husband who recently approached the subject of him having his half back. We're both retired. Where do we stand? So I think this would all depend on what happened in the previous divorce proceedings. There might have been some sort of agreement drafted um, as part of those proceedings which would determine exactly what would happen with the property failing that, the ex-husband could potentially make an application to the court 
Um, but it does depend on whether he was remarried. It can be quite a complex area, and it depends on whether he'd opened his financial claims. Um, and if he if he had, then he may not be able to bring a claim um, in the normal sense. But there are other types of claims that he could make. Um, so there's there's probably three or four different types of claims that he could make. So I think really and truly in this situation, uh, you would you would have to have expert advice. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my boyfriend and I want to buy a house together. But we're waiting until he's divorced. However, his wife refuses to pay towards the divorce. What should we do here? Right. I, I wasn't sure here whether the question was about divorce fees or dealing with the financial side of things. So with the, the divorce, um, the reason for the, the, the person who, who is bringing the divorce um, can potentially claim costs from the other party, dependent on the ground for the divorce. But that only covers the divorce costs and it doesn't deal with the financial issues. Uh, in those circumstances, both parties normally pay their own legal costs, but there are some applications you can make for assistance with legal costs. Um, and if there were, as part of the financial proceedings, sufficient funds to assist the boyfriend with the purchase of a property, um, that might also be an option, but I would need to know the actual financial yeah. circumstances. Right. And finally, uh, I recently broke off my engagement. What happens now to the ring? Is it mine to keep legally, I I guess they're asking? Right. Well, I mean, normally, unless there was an agreement to return the engagement ring, um, if the wedding was, say, cancelled, then the person that receives it is under no obligation to return the ring um, as it's a gift. Uh, If there was a condition, and just be aware that that condition can be implied, it doesn't have to be expressed in writing, um, that the ring would be returned. If the engagement was broken off, then you might have to give the ring back. Um, I think just to give an idea as to when that might happen, the courts would generally say there was an implied intention if it, that it would be returned if it was a family heirloom or had particular sentimental value. Um, it would have to be proven, and it's quite rare that that would happen, but not impossible. Right. Fascinating as ever. And uh, lovely to chat with you again. Uh, thank you very thank much, you. Uh, Claire, for joining us again on Radio Verulam. Thank you very much. We'll look forward to speaking again in a month's time. <laughs> lovely. Right. Take thank care. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.